Hello and welcome to episode 5, season 1 of Storytime for Weirdos. This episode is called Escape from Fort Torrin. Come here, girl. My lap's cold. Ha 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 ha! Old Tog grabbed at me, but I managed to twist away. Tog, Morton said sternly, you can't pay me what it's worth for that girl to sit on your lap. He approached the table and poured some more ale for the grizzled regular. Ah, Mort, you're no fun, said Tog, gulping the ale. Girl, go to the kitchen and get more cups, ordered Morton, nodding at me. I knew eventually Morton would sell me. The best I could hope for was a rich noble who needed someone to wash his clothes and scrub his floors. I brought out more cups and set them on the table of a group of men in brown cloaks who had just sat down. We're not drinking, one of them said. Tell me, girl, how long has that woman in the corner been there? Uh, She just came in this morning, I said. Do you want any food? I asked. Morton didn't let people occupy tables if they weren't going to buy something. We won't be here long, said the man, putting a silver piece on the table. Morton would whip me if he saw me pick it up, so I turned and went back to the kitchen to find him. I didn't see what happened next, but I heard it. Men shouting, steel being drawn, furniture being pushed over the floor, and a thump. I ran out from the kitchen to see the woman who'd been sitting in the corner, lying on the floor, a pool of blood already starting to spread. My skin prickled, and my short hair stood on end. Death wasn't uncommon in Fort Torrin, but it rarely happened in the dining room of Morton's Inn. Morton pushed past me. What's the meaning of this? I've already sent for the Grey Guards, he said, his voice rising in pitch and his hands nervously twisting his rag. The man who had spoken to me threw back his brown cloak, revealing the red leather armor of the satrap's elite guard. No need, the authorities are already here, he said condescendingly. My men will remove the body and we'll be on our way. I cleaned the blood from the floor and Morton closed early. All the regulars had cleared out after the incident. That night, I lay on my sleeping mat in the cellar, "'What are you called?' asked a voice. I sat up, startled. "'Who's there?' I whispered into the darkness. "'I'm the one you saw killed tonight,' the voice said. "'Are you a wraith?' I asked, trying to keep the fear from my voice. "'Are you going to eat my soul?' "'No, I'm more like a passenger,' it replied uncertainly. "'A passenger in your mind. "'I'm not sure how I did this.' It was a woman's voice, and she didn't seem like she was going to harm me, so I began to calm down. We talked the rest of the night. She was a mind-walker from the academy. The satrap had declared mind-walking illegal. Even I'd heard about that, and she'd fled the capital. The Red Guard had followed her to Fort Torren. I was so close, she said. They'd never go into the Badlands beyond Fort Torren. I'm sorry, I said. They asked me about you. I'm sorry I told them anything. It's not your fault. They knew who I was, she replied. In the morning, I went about my work, blurry-eyed and tired. Morton didn't comment on it. 
He didn't look like he'd slept much himself. Later in the day, as I watched cops, I overheard him talking to Millie, his wife, in the kitchen. Tog's a drunk, but he's got me thinking. It's probably time to sell the girl. She's at her peak value. We can get a new one and use the extra money for new benches, he said. I felt a spike of panic at this. I closed my eyes, calmed my breathing, and cleared my mind. Moments later, I opened my eyes and continued washing the cups, my panic under control. Where did you learn that? My passenger asked me. My mother taught me how to control my emotions. She said she'd learned it from a client, I answered, whispering under my breath. Amazing, she said. At the academy, it takes years to learn to get control that quickly. You could train to be a mind walker. Really? I asked. Yes, she replied. I could teach you. Maybe you could follow the path I was on, escape Fort Torn, and go to the free cities. That evening, before I slept, my passenger walked me through the meditation techniques of a mind walker. The next day, while I worked, she instructed me on the various abilities. This continued for the next couple months, instruction in the day while I performed mindless tasks, and practice in the evening before bed. Like many, I had been ignorant of the powers of the mind walkers, thinking they could only read minds and bend the will of men. While it was true some could do those things, others could move objects with their minds, or twist the bounds of space to teleport from place to place. They called it shifting. It was near the end of the second month of training that I manifested my first ability. I shifted myself from one end of the cellar to the other. The sensation was hard to describe. My skin prickled, my gut lurched, and suddenly I was gasping and staggering on the other side of the room. Congratulations, you're a traveler. I had many friends who were travelers, my passenger said wistfully. You can learn other skills, but you'll be most adept with shifting. During the same two months, I overheard Morton talking about selling me several times, asking customers where I would fetch the best price, arguing with Millie about where to spend the money. A week after I shifted for the first time, he approached me in the morning as I scrubbed the floor. I want you to pack up your things tonight. We're leaving for the capital tomorrow, he said, not making eye contact. I nodded silently and went back to scrubbing. He tottered off. Once he was out of earshot, I gasped. He's going to sell me. I have to leave tonight. You'll need to sneak out to the wall on your own, said my passenger. You can shift yourself from the wall to the road, but you only have the strength to do it once. The rest of the day was a blur. During the dinner rush, I was bringing out meals when I stopped short. At the corner table was a man in red leather armor, the same one who'd spoken to me the night my passenger died. He nodded at me. What can I get you? I asked, feigning ignorance. Just some stew, he replied. Thought I'd try eating this time. I smiled politely and brought him his stew. What do you think he wants? I asked my passenger. I'm not sure, she replied. It could be anything. It could be nothing. Red guards have a lot of different jobs. She sounded worried, though. The red guard left after he ate, and I busied myself cleaning up for the night. Morton reminded me to be ready to leave in the morning before he locked up for that night. I nodded and went down to the cellar. 
I quickly gathered food and three water skins from the larder. Millie kept a precise inventory, so I would be beat if any food was missing, but it didn't matter now. I wrapped myself in one of Millie's spare cloaks and very quietly and slowly unlatched the kitchen door. I never ventured out by myself and never at night. Fort Torren was empty in the starlight. I moved silently over the cobblestones, past the shuttered shops and warehouses. The defensive wall was about 20 feet to the top of the parapet. The walkway behind the parapet was accessible via stairs at various points. I huddled near the stairs closest to the north gate, which led to the Badlands. I waited for the guard to pass by. When one guard passed, I started counting until the next guard came by. After four guards cycled by, I found that I had to count to the count of 200 to get up the stairs, make my way to the gate, and shift from the top of the wall to the road below. A guard passed by, and I began my count, scurrying up the stairs and my, making my way to the gate, crouched low, hugging the parapet wall. Theoretically, I could shift down to the ground here and try to make my way to the road, but the ground away from the road was treacherous with sharp granite rocks and holes filled with snakes and scorpions. As I approached the gate, a figure loomed from behind the merlin that bracketed the opening. Hello, girl, said the man in the red armor. Going somewhere? I gapped at him in surprise. How had he known? I think that when you kill someone, they should stay dead. His tone was conversational, but he had an arrow knocked in a bow. I'm old-fashioned like that. But then, two weeks ago, a man I'd never seen before tried to kill me. After I removed a few of his fingernails, he told me that the voice in his head had compelled him to. Seems that a mind walker I'd tried to kill had learned a very neat trick. Damn it, swore my passenger. Shift to the road. It's too far, I replied out loud, not thinking. He'll shoot me. Yes, he said, smiling. I will. You want to know how I thought to come here. When the mine walker died in the inn that night, it felt like a splash of cold water, just like I felt when a man with a voice in his head tried to kill me. I'm going to try something, said my passenger. Keep quiet and get ready to shift. I want to know how it is that I can feel that, the red guard asked. Can the voice in your head answer that for me? I felt a shiver across my skin, just as when I shifted. Ah, 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 said the red guard, pulling the string on the bow. He stopped, struggling to move. An instant later, he flung himself off the wall into the entrance of Fort Torn. Now, ordered my passenger, I ran past the Merlin into the gatehouse proper and shifted onto the road below. There was hey. a yell behind me as I ran. If I had maintained my count, it would have been well past 200. Once I was on the road, I kept running, disappearing to the nights and the badlands below. I hope you've enjoyed season one, episode five of Storytime for Weirdos. This is a monthly podcast that gets posted on the first Saturday of every month. 
story time. Turn all of the lights off over every boy and every girl. Story time. One more for chance for feeling some joy, laughter, or fear. Story time. You might want to listen, so put this into your ear. There is one where a guy becomes a gnome. There is one where a guy becomes a gnome. There is one where a guy becomes a gnome, becomes a gnome.